Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Charlie Matz, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Freedom. A word that means different things to different people, but as a young man standing outside of the DMV at 8.59 a.m. on the morning of my 16th birthday, it meant that I was minutes away from being able to go anywhere I wanted. In about 45 minutes, I would be pumping a full tank of gas into my Plymouth Reliant K and hitting the open road. I was free. But there was a responsibility attached to this freedom. In the excitement of my newfound freedom, I would have been irresponsible to forget some really important facts. First of all, I needed to obey the law. Otherwise, I'd lose this new privilege. Second, I needed to respect the rules that my parents established, to honor them and to stay safe. You see, if I peeled out of the DMV, uh, only focusing on the open road, I may have missed some really important signs, literally and figuratively, that could save my life and allow me to enjoy the pleasure of my Reliant K all the more. Today's passages are a great reminder that although we want to live in the grace of our salvation that fulfilled the law and removed the burden of sacrificing for our own sin, we must not take our eyes off of the dangers and despairs of sin. Let's start in Acts 15. This is our New Testament reading for today. You see, the apostles and the elders with the whole church, they chose to send men with Paul and Barnabas, these guys, Barsabbas and Silas, with a letter to their Christian brothers who are Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. In in verse 28, it says this, For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. First, we want to worship God that he doesn't require anything from us to be saved. Just like Pastor Ben encouraged us yesterday, we want to praise God for the free gift of salvation. Can you imagine the reaction that these brothers in Christ had as they read this letter after having already been told that they needed to be circumcised, that they still had unfinished work to do, that Christ didn't fully accomplish on the cross? But although this letter was a relief and they really heard the true gospel thread through this letter and they had relief rightfully so, it did not give these Christians a license to sin. And that's what I want us to focus on today. This letter encourages them to abstain from this list of things, idols, blood, what has been strangled, and sexual immorality. We can kind of summarize that up by saying, stay away from sin. And although we have been saved by grace, not by any works that we have done, we need to have a right view of sin. We need to have a high view of God and a high sensitivity to sin. Perhaps this is a good time to be reminded of what it says in Romans 6.1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? As we sit here today, around 2,000 years after this letter was written, the truth remains that we can never take our eyes off of the danger of sin. There's always going to be the duality of living at peace bathed in the grace of God while vigilantly hunting down the sin that nailed Jesus to the cross and killing it in our life through prayer, confession, and repentance. But sometimes we sin unintentionally because we were born into sin and it's part of our nature. And that's where we want to focus next in Leviticus 4 in our Old Testament reading. You see, in chapter 4, verses 13 and 14 in Leviticus, it says this, If the whole congregation of Israel sins unintentionally, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they do 
any one of the things that by the Lord's commandments ought not to be done. And they realize their guilt. When the sin which they have committed becomes known, the assembly shall offer a bull from the herd for a sin offering and bring it in front of the tent of meeting. And it goes on to explain how the priest shall perform the sacrifice. Uh, We see in our passages in Leviticus today several types of quote-unquote unintentional sin. And I think, first of all, this should cause us again to praise the Lord for his grace. Christ's atonement covers even our unintentional sins, just as there was a sacrificial system for those unintentional sins, as we see here in Leviticus in Israel. Uh, We have a sacrifice through Jesus Christ once and for all for our unintentional sins. Let's praise God for that. But let's be careful that we don't let the word unintentional fool us. It's tempting to categorize unintentional sin as not a big deal sin. So here's a question for us to pray about today. Are we paying vigilant attention to the sin in our lives? Are we mining for sin, seeking to find all of it, to confess it and then repent of it? Just like in Acts 15, although we want to focus first and foremost on the grace of Jesus Christ, that by no works of our own can we earn, on the other side, we don't want to minimize the weight of sin, even unintentional sin that nailed Christ to the cross. When we're made aware of that sin in our lives, we want to repent, want to seek forgiveness. Now in Psalm 25, in our Psalms reading today, uh, it's a wonderful reminder that a right fear of the Lord can provide security and safety in spite of our sinful nature. Starting in verse 11, it says this, For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Perhaps verse 11 is a good reminder for you today. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Our guilt is great, but God has overcome it on the cross. And what is the ultimate end of a life redeemed? the glory of the Lord. Perhaps this psalm is a good reminder for all of us today to take the focus off of ourselves and to put it back on the Lord. When we find victory in sin, let's not draw attention to ourselves as if you know it was by any power of our own, but let's glorify God, who is the one who plucked our feet out of the net. And lastly, we arrive in the Gospels in Matthew 14, verses 13 through 22. Here we arrive at the familiar story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, which was actually probably 10,000 or more because we're told that it was 5,000 men. And it starts in verse 13 by saying, now when Jesus heard this, and this is really where we want to focus today, is the compassion of Jesus and really the backdrop of his compassion is what makes it so powerful because what it's referring to here, what did Jesus hear? Well, he he heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, somebody very important to Jesus. And this would have ultimately been painful. And he would have been grieving this loss. And it goes on to say he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So yes, he withdrew, and I'm sure he's grieving the loss of this very special John the Baptist at this time. Uh, But when he went ashore, he saw the great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So as we talk about sin in these other passages today, 
ultimately we want to focus on the compassion that Jesus Christ had on us, that while we were still sinning, while we were still his enemy, Romans 5, 8 says that he saved us, that he died on the cross to reconcile us to a holy God, even though we were hostile to him, we were sinners, ultimately committing holy treason against God the Father. And so now as we're reconciled to the Father, May we have compassion on the lost. May we evangelize and bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those in our lives, even when we're tired, even when we're grieving, even when we're at our lowest moment. May we do what Christ set the example to do and seek and save the lost. So as we hit the open road of life today, not in a 1985 Plymouth Reliant K, but rather hidden in the person of Jesus Christ, provided by the free gift of grace through his atonement, Let's be vigilant to look out for the potholes and warning signs of sin in our life. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.